Matt Stapp, it rained this weekend. Do you think that the summer is coming to an end? The Groundhog says six more weeks of summer. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. And I will tell you this, there are many more of you after this past weekend. We got an email from, did you see this email from Boss Man? I did, I did. He was just like, hey, a bunch of people signed up to be subscribers this weekend. We know you love football. And so if this is your first time listening to Tep and Stuff, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. You're putting food in our tummies. Thanks, pal. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. This is your week two preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to we're gonna go game by game, recap all 718 week one games, uh, and give like our deep dive analysis on each game Yep. Uh, before we get to uh, our week two game draft. Uh, where we will look at the best games of the, of the week. I thought we were going to go into every game on week two also. Yeah, we're just going to do that. That's right. Eight-hour podcast. That's right. Uh, we ain't getting that done in eight hours. That'd be that'd be like 1,400 games. Yeah. Uh, but One sentence on each game. Go. <laughs> but first, Matthew. Combs Neal versus Chef Baton Rouge. Go. <laughs> is that another play? That's actually a game this week. It's like Chef Baton Rouge is like christian homeschool educator foundation of baton rouge versus combs oh my neal. gosh so combs neal i'm trying okay what what high school what texas high school football team would have the lowest name recognition with the average like high school football fan mm. combs neal's up it's probably it's honestly it's probably like a houston isd team or like a dallas isd team mm. combs neal will be up there they're, they're pretty 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 obscure pretty obscure. obscure yeah uh that's why i always like Holmes neil houston scarborough yeah. um an el paso team man yeah. like el paso like el paso like chapin you know what i mean or like east Leta. or how about like rungi rungi oh it's good yeah. Yeah. anyway let us know in the comments yeah we don't have a comment section uh let us know in the comments what you think is would, would, would email your most obscure school to ashley.pickle at texasfootball.com yes. no context because she's not listening to this crap <laughs> yeah no, don't give any context yeah. just send her just, school name just send her school name <laughs> <laughs> be like austin northeast be like what is this email um but first matthew we will start as she's we gonna kill us always do with your texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by Country Meats. Mm, mm, mm. Shout Country out to meats. our friends at Country Meats. We all love the game of football, and they're here to make fundraising easy for your team. Head on over to CountryMeats.com. Use the discount code STEP10. Get 10% off your first order. That's discount code STEPP10 at checkout at CountryMeats.com. CountryMeats.com. They'll keep you cool. That's not true. That's a mm. bad copy point. I'm sorry. Um, they'll keep you full, though. They'll keep you they will full. keep you full. You keep your tum tum full. They will keep your tum tum full. Countrymeats.com. Thank you, Country Meats. Matt Step, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week is an easy one. According to the Dave Campbell's Texas football computer, who pulled off the biggest upset in week one of the Texas high school football season? 
That's tough. Uh, I, I will tell you, it's, it's UIL 11, man. I didn't look yeah. in a private school. Although usually the, the, the computer knows to cap it at 45 points. Mm-hmm. And this is, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, it's more than 45 points. Oh, wow. More than a 45-point underdog, one outright. <sighs> My first thought was Holland and Burton, but Holland couldn't have been a 45-point do- no. point dog. Fact, how, big, how big of a dog was Holland against Burton? 13. Yeah. It's decent upset, though. Decent upset. They won. They won. Like resoundingly too, like th- yeah. like seventeen. Got some questions about Burton now. Mm-hmm. Just talking to some folks. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'm stumped. I don't know. I can't. There had to be a really big upset that I just missed over the weekend. There is because this was totally off my radar until I looked it up. Matt Step, San Augustine thirty six, Hemp Hill twenty. Okay. San Augustine was, according to the computer, a forty seven point dog. Going into that, and they won by two touchdowns, two touchdowns plus, really. Yeah. Remember, San Augustine was 0 and 10 last year, and Hemphill finished second in their district. Knew San Augustine would be a lot better this year. Mm-hmm. Knew that. Tory Barnes kind of got it's really small town, so talent kind of comes in waves. But when it comes in a good wave, mm-hmm. it's it, San Augustine's. They were in state semifinals not that long ago. They were the powerhouse in Region yeah, Three for, for a little quite while. A while. Um, they kind of fell, fell on some hard. I think they're on their way back up. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be surprised, if San Augustine. Once Timson kind of graduates his class, mm-hmm. San Augustine kind of takes that. And Hemphill also, I found out their st- their stud running back was out that that game. Uh, so okay, could that's one thing about the computer rankings they mm-hmm. doesn't know that you're you know if you're missing a star player and especially at the 2a level yes. or hemp hills 3a d2 but, but still, at that level yeah. you're missing a star it really hurts so it does. that's a big up that's still a good upset great win for st augustine it is that's a, you want to talk about getting off on the good foot st augustine the biggest upset in week one that's your texas high school football fun fact of the week all right matthew let's take a look back at week one real quick uh, i had fun i thought it was fun i like football Football's good. I, my, we we have a really controversial stance here at Dave Campbell's mm-hmm. Texas Football that some football and, or a lot of football is better than no football. It is. Uh, and there was a lot of football around the state um, that I want to touch on. Uh, but first, Matthew, I need, to, I need to do something that I'm normally not comfortable doing. And I need to give you some credit. Because you, for the past couple of weeks, months, years, for quite a while... You have been telling me, hey, Tepper, you need to hop on the Cibolo Steel bandwagon oh, right. Spreading, spreading the good news. Right stinking now. <laughs> Bringing the word of the Lord. Or not really the Lord of the Lord, but <laughs> <laughs> of, of the gospel of, of David Signs. Of, of, steel, of steel Knight Jesus. <laughs> yes, yeah. The, um, yeah. I read from the book of Chad Warner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you this. They made me say holy crap on Friday night. Oh, you uh, used a naughty word on the air. Thank you. Um, FCC, did you get an FCC violation um, for that? Yeah, for this podcast. Okay. Um, it, well, I meant you use it on the air on Bally. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. I didn't All say right. it on the air. But it is that that was a demolition of Brennan. Now, we knew that Brennan might be a little down. Like, we, like we, we knew there might be a little bit of a rebuild there or reload, whatever you want to call it. But I think this says a lot more about Steele than it does about Brennan. I was, I came away thoroughly impressed. Yeah. And I'm ready to buy in. I'm also ready to buy in on another team you told me about, and ain't going away. Yeah. They answered all my questions. Well, I, and I think you came around on Anna after State Seven on Seven. Yes. We watched him. At, we watched Zeandre Williams at the court, the sophomore quarterback at Anna. 
He didn't look like a sophomore on Friday night against Decatur. A, a, a really good Decatur team. That was a heck of a ball game on Texan Live. That was, was a great game. That was one uh, that I was I, I did not lock into. I was locked in. I, I, I screened it in the press box, but I, I watched uh, Chapel Hill Gilmer mm-hmm. during my game Friday night. But I went, I rewatched Anna and Decatur on Sunday, and very impressed with both teams actually. But Anna obviously gets the win, and Zander Williams answered all the questions that I had. Um, I thought, I thought that was the biggest win of the Marcus Shavers era at McKinney. Uh, that's a real signature win to beat Longview. Yeah. Um, now, uh, lo- it's so funny. Longview, for a team that is really well coached, and we have a lot of respect for that coaching staff, this is now two years in a row where they've come out and they've just looked sloppy. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not that they're not good. It's just that they they make mistakes early on. Yeah, they, they were sloppy on, on, on Thursday night. And, you know, kind of find out they were missing a couple of, of – I, th- I thought their offensive line, which is a staple of John, mm-hmm. got, got beat. Mm-hmm. McKinney, McKinney won that game. Up front, mm-hmm. and I kind of find out. In fact, Longview was, was missing a couple of guys, but no excuses. They, the guys on the field didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. And I thought Longview gift wrapped McKinney two touchdowns, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, they did gift wrap them. But McKinney also had to actually convert those, and they did. Um, I think Longview will clean that up. I left. If I'm a Longview fan, I'm not feeling too bad because Longview's defense is ferocious. They are good. They those two safeties, Willie Nelson and Buddha Garrett, will strike you, they and will. they will. They they get downhill in a hurry. Longview is going to be fine. I thought the biggest positive thing for Longview was I thought their quarterback, Andrew Tutt, really grew into the game as the game went along. I agree. And I think he's only going to get better. I mm-hmm. thought for a first varsity start, for a guy that a lot of people in that community had questions about, he played a good game. He really grew into the game, and I think he'll he'll continue to improve. Uh. Lovejoy beats College Station in a game that was it got close closer. Late. There was two when I, I'm not College Station's a, a perennial slow starter. Yes, they are. I'm just starting to think College Station Lovejoy is just a bad matchup for them. Yeah, it's just a bad matchup. Mm-hmm. Lovejoy just College Station got out thirteen nothing, and I'm like, all right, here we go. College, I picked College Station. I'm gonna feel pretty good about this. I'm trying to hold off a sneeze in the middle of my comment, uh, but uh, yeah, they got out thirteen nothing. I'm feeling good, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, it's like forty three to sixteen. I'm like, what the hell, you know? And I think it's just a bad matchup. Credit to Lovejoy. I, that Lovejoy Argyle game this week is really interesting. We'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point. That's a really because Argyle, whew, mm-hmm. Melissa. That's another one. I will say, uh, Melissa made me feel like we knew what we were talking about putting them we number one. Pre- yeah, we felt pretty good about that. They looked the part, dude. Thought, thought that, Melissa would win. We both thought Melissa would win the game. That Nathan out of Jokun. Oh boy. Well, then you got the the, the short yardage D tackle mm-hmm. slash running back Peanut Abrams that uh-huh. transferred in from McKinney. Oh man, he's a load. He, he, he's a goal line menace. When I've, I, it's been a long time since Argyle got beat that soundly. They got and, body, and it was it, they got beat by five touchdowns. Uh, the uh, the Willie Gaston era at North Shore begins like you would expect. Uh, solid win. It wasn't solid. the overwhelming win no. like they had last year, but I didn't expect them to go to the Woodlands and no. do what they did last year to the Woodlands. I think the number one. I think the Woodlands is better this year. I agree. But North Shore. I mean, it was thirty eight ten. You know, in the fourth quarter, that's four touchdowns. You know, they, beat, they go they go to the Woodlands and win by three touchdowns. Pretty, pretty sound win. Uh, Carthage thirty, Kilgore twenty seven. What I tell you about Jet Surratt yeah. and that Kilgore secondary? Yeah, you're he right. was put him him three. I think they got a little too loose with him and throwing against that Kilgore. Now, look, I'm not questioning Scott Surratt as a play caller. 
uh, because kind of sounds th- like you are. Line it up eight 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 seven eight seven thirteen ten. But I I I was not surprised that they threw it as much as yeah. they did. But you know, but what won Carthage's game was their running game. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was Surratt and, and Carthage plays Pittsburgh this week. This would be a perfect game for Surratt to kind of settle in as a, as a as a as a quarterback and kind of get right because Kilgore secondary is one of the it might be the best in East Texas regardless of, other than Longview regardless of classification. It's so strange to be so spot on and be so right but let's just pat ourselves on the back because we pretty much exactly diagnosed how Refurio Hitchcock was going to go. Yeah. Like Refurio looked great and then like the deeper team like won. Like that's that's exactly what happened. I think you're a fan of yeah if you're a Refurio fan I think does see the stat that Refurio's only lost at home like twice since like 1980. Mm -hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. So I think one of them was yeah so you feel you know, you feel good if you're a Furio fan, even yeah. though you lose, to, you lost, you lost to a top ten three A Division one team. Exactly, absolutely. And for Hitchcock, you feel great because you took a long road trip. Mm-hmm. And what's been the knock on Hitchcock? Oh, you get him outside of Galveston County; they're not the same team. They go a long way south to Refurio, one of the toughest places in Texas to play, play an elite team, and and get down early mm-hmm. and rally back, show some. Fortitude, show some gumption, and win that game on the road. I think you've, both teams are feeling really good. Uh, I, I've I've been you know I got to compliment you on your call of uh, Sybil of Steel and all those. Uh, I would now like to accept my hooks flowers. Been telling you I'm yeah. a believer in hooks, man. That's a yeah. good win over Harmony. Yeah, came at a cost. Yeah. The quarterback got hurt. Mm-hmm. He's out. I don't know how long he's out, but he's definitely out this week. Mm-hmm. Hooks lost their quarterback. That came at a price. But the backup quarterback led him on that that game winning touchdown. Yeah. That backup quarterback led him on that game winning touchdown drive. Uh, and then finally, did you see the the images from Memorial Stadium in Wichita Falls? What an atmosphere! You want to talk so stinking cool, man? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I, I tweeted out. I said it's really sad that that rivalry is ending. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but. My hope is is that the Wichita Falls will have a new rivalry with yeah. the two new schools that are opening, and it becomes an even bigger and better rivalry because you're adding in the Hershey community to the rivalry as well. So hopefully, and I know the alums who have left town probably aren't going to get behind it because they're they don't have a, they don't have skin in the game anymore because yeah. their two their two programs are are no longer exist. But hopefully, the people that are in Wichita Falls can can build a new a new and special rivalry. That would be cool. But it was a very very yeah. cool, a fitting send off. I, I got one one just real quick. How we didn't talk about this. I know we talked about it in Slack, but not. Mm-hmm. How about Timson? How about Thursday Timson? night? You talk about impressive to play. To play the number four team, and maybe we had Beckville a little overrated. I maybe think that's fair. They're top ten. Te- I'm comfortable saying they're a top yeah. ten team. Uh, Timpson, without the best player in the state, yes, Terry Bussey, plays the number number four team in the state without their best player and absolutely annihilates them, dude. Fifty to thirteen, dude. Like I was sitting there, we were sitting there at the desk, and I I made a joke on the air about um, I said, boy, quarterback controversy in Timpson because mm-hmm. uh, JJ Garner took over the, basically the running back. They yeah. they put him back there, mm-hmm. and I told Aaron like Aaron Hardy like in the show, I was like, by the way, when Terry Bussey gets back, he's going to be standing next to Terry Bussey. That's what's going to make Timpson super because Garner see Garner was hurt last year. I, he was just a sophomore, mm-hmm. and I don't believe he played a lot late in the year. Not sure he even played in the Refurio game. Mm. Having him back as a junior, he's more mature. Now, what happened? Because what what people were doing last year towards the end of the year is they were double teaming Vosky Howard outside, mm-hmm. and they were spying Bussy, and they were making it difficult. Now you do that, and if if JJ Garner is fully operational, wh- how, how do you stop that offense? It's a two A school. No. 
You don't. I don't think you can. We 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 promoted them to number one after Refurio, you know, Refurio's loss. And again, we hold nothing against Refurio losing that game. But like to me, that was more them being number one. Yes, is more about what Timpson did. Yes, than that what was Refurio about Timpson because it's the same scenario with South Oak Cliff, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't. South Oak Cliff stayed at number two. We didn't drop South Oak Cliff, and mainly because no one behind them did anything exactly. And plus, I don't think anyone in five A Division two plays Duncanville within three touchdowns anyway. I agree with that. But no one behind South Oak Cliff did enough to to warrant a jump. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, also, just uh, thirty seconds on this. Um. There's Alan. so much to talk about from week one. Allen? <laughs> not it good. Did not look good, man. No, uh, we, had, good. we had a couple guys out there. Uh, uh, I know Carter Yates was out there. Um, and Greg and, Powers and Greg was out Powers there. Greg Powers was out Rev. there. And both of them came away being like, man, first of all, like, give credit to DeSoto. DeSoto's yeah. good. They lose Tiger Ryden. Uh, it sounds like dislocated elbow. Hopefully he's back. We for had two stud running backs, Tiger Ryden and Bryant Jackson, who yeah. got dislocated elbows in week one. It stinks. It's about, six week, it's about a six-week injury. Yeah. But both, I, I expect both of them to be back, but they'll have that J.J. Watt oh, yeah. kind of arm brace. The big club. Yeah, um, on the elbow there. But, man, Allen, it's a – like, the, the mystique is – It's gone. It's gone, man. It's gone. It's crazy to think I, about. I, <clears throat> Allen's got a really talented sophomore quarterback in the in the pipeline. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wonder if it's time to give that guy a look. Yeah, just to, just to shake it up a little bit. Give it a try because it was just, that was just, that was that was ugly. Just to ugly. shake it up. Anyway, there's a look at week one of the Texas High School football season. It's now on to our week two draft, and it's presented by our friends. At Community Coffee. This game draft is brought to you by Community Coffee, who supports and celebrates the thriving communities at the heart of Texas high school football. Community Coffee, strong as our roots. It is time for our week two game drafts. If you're un- if this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. Here's how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we're most interested in in week two of the Texas high school football season. Any game is available. All uh, If you want to do a private school six-man game, you can do that. If you want to do a game uh, featuring an out-of-state team, you can do that. I think AM Consolidated plays a team from Mexico. If you want to put that on your draft board, you can. Uh, we go five rounds back and forth. Once it's picked, it's off the board. We round it all out with our hipster game of the week. We did a coin flip for the show. I won the coin flip, which gives me pick 1-1 one, one this week. And Matt Step, I think I'm going to go a little off the board here in week one because there are a couple of real – this is not as deep a week as last week, mm-hmm. but still a pretty healthy slate of bangers. And we're going to start Matt Step 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Centerville. Okay. At Tiger Stadium in Centerville as a state-ranked 2A matchup. I want to say 5 versus 6. I can look this up. There's got to be a way to know this considering we do the rankings. Uh, it is number... Six versus seven in 2A Division One, as the Centerville Tigers welcome in the Crawford Pirates. And allow me to tell you this. If you like wide-open, air-raid, sling-it-around, big-play, home-run-hitting football, do not go to Centerville, Texas on Friday night. You'll hate it. Because these two teams, what I think is so fascinating about these two teams is they are kind of the same team. (laughs) They are Mm -hmm, both mm -hmm. going to line it up, and they're going to try to ram it down your throat, and then they're going to line it up, and they're going to do it again. And they are going to to run basically like 
They're going to line up. Some of them, I think, I want to say Centerville, like, lines up in the shotgun. Or, no, Crawford lines up in the shotgun, but then they just hand it off. Hand it off and power up the middle uh, with Jordan Archer and Brady Ward. They're going to pound and pound and pound. Mm-hmm. Centerville does the same stinking thing. Terrell Brooks, I, th- I want to say Centerville last week, first play, they broke like a 68-yard touchdown. And then the rest of the game, it was just like four yards in a cloud of dust with Andrew Newman and Terrell Brooks uh, just grinding it down. But the real hallmark of both these teams, real calling card, is on the defensive side. These are two teams that are committed to making sure you have a bad time when you have the football. They don't they don't like allowing you anything. And they are very, very good defensively. Two defensive-minded guys at the helm here. Uh, this is a really intriguing matchup for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that it does feel like a real, like, sorting game for mm-hmm. 2A Division One. Uh, you know, especially when when you take a look. Obviously, they're they're ranked pretty pretty close to one another. Now, these two teams are on opposite sides of the bracket. Yes, Craw- Crawford's District Eight, mm-hmm. Centerville's District Twelve. Yeah, it's a great game for the both teams because they, they wouldn't potentially have a rematch until a state championship. Until a state championship game. I think the team that I'm keeping an eye on most here is Crawford, because if Crawford can win this game. Right now, the list of contenders in Region 2 is Toller and Crawford. And Crawford, right? It's pretty thin in Region 2. That's it. I think they can take it by the short hairs. Or at least, you know, Toller has looked good, you know, in the early part Mm -hmm. of the season, obviously. Mm -hmm. They can at least, like, stake a claim for being the team to beat in 2A Division 1 Region 2 with a win. Sure. And if Centerville can get a win... I mean, Region 3 is, is deeper, you know, most notably. You're going to have to go through Timpson. You're yeah, going go through East Texas. Beckville, Co- Cooper. But yeah. you can at least, you can inject yourself into that conversation. I think there's and, a... There's and Centerville's a, been in that conversation. Yeah. they just kind of been a step below. Yeah. I, Crawford, they they struggled a little bit with Goldthwaite last week. 28-14 was a yeah. yeah, and Goldthwaite was... Now, Goldthwaite's better. They are. But we're talking about Timo's 0-10. Mm-hmm. 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 Gives me some pause, I, and I think the game's in Centerville this year. It is so that those two things give give me a little. That that's I'm leaning to Centerville in this game. I am too. Um, I think especially being at home, but these are these are two teams that are just looking in the mirror and they're just gonna pound and pound and pound. I, I I'm willing to give Crawford a, a week a first week pass and say you know what maybe they weren't as sharp as they should have been, but they need to sharpen up this week because. A trip to Centerville is gonna is gonna challenge them in a big way. So I like Centerville and Crawford as my first pick. What is your first pick, Matthew? Greg Tepper. I'm gonna head to Houston. I know exactly where you're going. I'm Friday night at Turner Stadium, live on TexanLive.com. You damn right. One and O Katie visits one and O Atascacita in a top ten six A matchup and a juicy one at that. Spicy. Um. Let's talk about number five, Katie, first. Um, they played on Saturday, so short week. That's the first thing to keep in mind here, short week. Um, I think I think it was a mixed bag for the Tigers last week. I watched uh, I watched a good portion of this game Saturday night from the Alamo Dome uh, through the miracle of the internet uh, and texanlive.com. Uh, and first three quarters, Katie was – Look like Katie. They, you know, first off, Clear, give Clear Springs is a good football team. Yes, sir. We're talking a district title contender in twenty four six a good team. Katie jumps out to a twenty seven to three lead. Um, their new running back, Romel Jordan, looks good. 
Like, looks like every KD running yeah. back. That, I mean that as yeah. a as the highest compliment. <laughs> you know, 140 yards and a touchdown. They KD played two quarterbacks. They threw the ball well. They had three. KD threw three touchdown passes in the game. They looked good. 27-3. Finals 34-22. Mm-hmm. Clear Springs kind of made that thing. I don't. I don't think KD was ever in danger of losing, but Clear Springs kind of climbed back in it to where it was competitive. Yeah, they had to keep their starters in. And because, and here's why, and this is what hurt Katie last year in the, in the Vandergriff game, Katie's secondary yep. is struggling. And, and Clear Springs, I think Clear Springs did a lot of what, a lot of double moves, a lot of, Katie's very aggressive, and I think Clear Springs took advantage of that and exposed Katie's secondary just like Vandergriff did in the state semifinal last year. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, Atascacita's got dudes who can expose you. Yes, they do. Atascacita's got cats. And, uh, I think Atascacita was more impressive in their opener. They 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 go down to Dick, they go down to Galveston County and go down to Dickinson, a good Dickinson team who's going to play with Clear, uh, Clear Springs for the District Twenty Four Six A title. It's probably those two challenging for it, and spanked Dickinson forty six twenty one. You know Zion Brown, a uh, couple touchdown passes. Tory Blaylock, a couple touchdown runs. Atascacita's got a bevy of dynamic receivers. That Jelani Watkins is a freak yeah, show, dude. I mean, yeah, you got an LSU commit outside. I mean, that's going to be a nightmare matchup for Katie. Um, they're, they're, the defense for Atascacita, I think, does still need work. They're young, and I think I think the game plan for Katie is we are going to we are going to give a heavy dose of Romel Jordan and fullback Chase Johnson, and we are going to. Take the air out of the ball in this game and keep the ball away from Tascasita as much as possible because I, I, they don't want to get a track meet with Tascasita because that is not what Katie wants. I think Katie needs to keep this game under thirty points. Let's keep it in the twenties. Let's try to win twenty-eight, twenty-one, that kind of thing. Um, the thing about Tascasita, I, I don't think Tascasita has ever beaten Katie. That uh, feels I, knowable. I don't think they ever have. Now, last year was a seven-point game. Mm-hmm. Katie pulled it out late. Katie has a knack, especially in the regular season, for finding ways to win these kind of toss-up. Pick- this is a straight toss-up game. In fact, on paper, you might give a task of seed to the edge, even though they're ranked lower than Katie. They're number 10. I think there's going to be a lot of people pick a task of seed to win this game. I'm going to pick Katie because I'm going with the – I'm kind of going chalk here. Uh, but I think it's. I think I get to toss-up. And I think – the, di- the reason why KD wins is they just simply keep the ball away from Atascacita. Uh, Atascacita is 0-5 all-time against yeah. KD. So, um, I think uh, it's be really close, but I, I think I think KD plays keep away. 28-21, 28-24 kind of football game. I like Atascacita because here's the other thing. The other thing about Atascacita, you know they're going to be good up front every mm-hmm. single year. Craig Stumps, his ball club, they're going to be good up front. And... I think that you're right. This is an early litmus test for how Katie Katie is. Because if this is vintage Katie, you're exactly right. They do exactly what you said, which is that they take the air out of the football, they ram it down, they go on this 14-play back-breaking mm-hmm. drive, mm-hmm. and they come up with a big defensive stop to win the game. Yes, That's what they do. Last week, against Clear Springs... It just felt like Clear Springs was able to just hit big plays and hit home runs. And I will tell you this, Atascacita is a better home run hitting team than Clear Springs. Absolutely. And if Katie does not figure out their issues in the secondary, this can turn into a game they don't want. This could turn mm-hmm. into a game in the high 30s. They don't want to live there. 
They don't want to live there. They do not want to go blow for blow with a team. They want to go. They want to keep this thing low scoring. I think Atasca City can do it. Um, I think Atasca City can do it, but it's a fascinating game. And, and again, a real sorting game there in the Houston area, especially. I mean, look, this could be first of two meetings. There's a there's a realistic situation in which this is the first of two meetings between Task City and Katie if things break in a certain way. So mm-hmm. uh, keep an eye on that one. It's a fascinating game, Katie and Task City. My second pick, Matthew. Let's go to McLennan County. 7 o'clock. I know where you're going. Friday night at Cougar Stadium. In China Spring, Matt Step, can I interest you in number one versus number one? You can. As the number one team in five A Division Two, the Melissa Cardinals take on the number two one team in four A Division One, back to back defending state champs, the China Spring Cougars. China. Um, <laughs> let's 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 take a moment and talk about what Melissa did last week. Mm-hmm. First of all. Sounds like the stadium went great. Everyone liked it. Yeah. Seems nice. Uh, seems like it's a nice place. Uh, and then... I'll check it out week 11. And then they took a team, a program in Argyle that has had their number, that we had we had their coach on on our program, and he said, Matt and Alley said, yeah, he, they, they have our number. Like, they've, they've had mm-hmm. our number. And they broke them over their knee. Yeah. They, they gave them... They... Put him in the sharpshooter. I mean, yeah. everything. Any, any of the wrestling finishing moves you got? Uh, they gave stole cold stunner. They gave him the Meltzer driver. Yeah. This this was a clinic. This was a complete performance, and it was not just one guy. Okay, mm-hmm. Nathan Odojoku in their running back was the star. Like if you were to give out an MVP, he's the MVP. But Trevor Ham, real efficient. Didn't mm-hmm. ask him to do a ton. Real efficient. The offensive line dominated. I thought the trenches were the stars for Melissa. I'm telling you, their defensive front is scary, dude. Yeah. Real scary. Really good. And I don't know if Argyle's what they were, especially up front early. Mm-hmm. They're young. But you don't see Argyle get bullied up front. And they got they got bully balled in yeah. that game. It was impressive. China Spring. Ho-hum, pretty darn good win over 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 Lorena. Yeah, I, you know, China Spring, from accounts, their scrimmages hadn't gone real well. Like, mm-hmm. like they've scrimmaged Franklin and kind of got ran off the field in the scrimmage. And so Lorena's, Lorena's a little wounded right now. You know, they, they've moved Jackson Generals to wide receiver, mm-hmm. and their star running back broke his leg in the scrimmage. So yeah. Lorena's got some questions. China Spring pulled away in the second half, but it, you know it was tw- that was a twenty-one thirteen game at halftime, and Lorena had three turnovers, and yep. China Spring was only up eight. Yeah, they, they pulled away. Um, I'd, I'd call their win workmanlike. Yeah, um, one of the one of the so we'll we'll start with this. China Spring quarterback quarterback Cash McCollum's a star. Like this is a team in China Spring that has lost a lot of the nuts and bolts and a lot of the a lot of the real like worker bees types, but they still got that dude. And Cash McCollum is uh, going to be among the very best players on the field in this game. He is special, and he's grown up, and he is a, a field general. Okay, a field general. Here is what can cons- okay. The other thing about this game, I'll, I'll say before I get to the, the reason why I think that uh, Melissa's going to win this game. Spoiler. China Spring doesn't lose at home, dude. It's tough to beat them at home. Do you know they're 13-1 in their last 14? They have not lost a game 
Since 2020, the regular season finale, they lost in overtime to Waco Connolly by a point mm-hmm. in 2020. It's the last time they lost at home. They've, they've won 10 straight. They're good at home. Now, there are a couple of red flags for me. One, I don't know how they're going to match up with Melissa up front. I don't know how many teams, let alone a 4A Division One team, are going to m- uh, match up with Melissa yeah. up front. Uh-huh. Two, last week they gave up seven yards a carry to Lorena, to a 3A team. Mm-hmm. Okay, Seven yards a carry. Nathan Odejokun, with all due respect to Braylon Henry, he's a pretty darn good running back there at the, at the 3A level for Lorena. With all due respect to him, Nathan Odejokun is coming to town. And yeah, and he's running behind an offensive line that's mm-hmm. about five steps. Like, no offense to Lorena, but no. Mel- Melissa's got a 6A yes, offensive they do. line. That is the real – the advantage here is Melissa is up front. Can Melissa or can China Spring with guys like Caden X-Line, guys like Graydon Grimes, can they just neutralize that advantage and make it so it's not – a blowout in the trenches. Because if it's a blowout in the trenches, it's a blowout on the scoreboard. Yeah. Because they are going to make Cash McCollum run for his life, and they're going to make all sorts. They're going to make all sorts of hay in that yeah. game. So it's a fascinating game. You you really doubt China Spring at your own peril at this point because they really are that effing team. <laughs> like mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. time you think that they're they're in trouble, like they find a way, but. Melissa looks like a team that is ready for prime time. And I think if they go down and they knock off China Spring, that will go a long way towards really everybody looking up and be like, oh, you just knocked off. Even if it's 5A or 4A, mm. oh, you just knocked off a two-time defending state champ. To go Argyle and China Spring back-to-back weeks would give you a very impressive resume. Agree. Yeah, I think Melissa wins this game pretty comfortably. The only thing that, you know, it's, it's in Waco mm-hmm. or China Spring. Which, for those of you not knowing, China Spring is just outside of Waco, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's a long road trip. But I I think Melissa comes in here and, and handles China Spring pretty comfortably. I think you. I'm starting to lean towards that. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. What is your second pick, Matthew? Correct type. I'm going to go small school here. Mm, small school step. Friday night at Sam Bass Stadium. You son of a... Oh! Yep. How dare you? <laughs> it's a fascinating matchup for me. It is. As Greg Tepper's Sunray Bobcats visit the Stratford Elks in a battle of 1-0 and teams. And I think this is our referendum on the Sunray Bobcats. Are they a, a pretender or a contender? Are they everyone's second favorite team or are they an actual favorite yeah i think that's 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 the question that's gonna be and stratford is the measuring stick in the panhandle in small school football in 2a we know the measuring stick is in 3a but in 2a it's stratford now they're in different divisions stratford's d1 sunrays d2 so grain of salt there but i i think this is a game for sunray you don't have to win But you need to go in there, play well, be competitive, make a good accounting of yourselves. Then I think if you're Sunray, you can go in here and say, hey, we can take out Wellington. We can win this region. Mm -hmm. 
But that's, that's easier said than done because Stratford's such a tough matchup because they're so big, they're so physical, they're just going to beat you up. And it's a fascinating clash of styles here because Sunray is not big. No. They are we, – we, we've, got, we've got this guy, Armando Lujan. If you haven't heard of him, Google him. Uh, he does a lot of cool stuff. My panhandle king. And what he does cool and does well is he takes the snap and he throws the ball 50 times a game. <laughs> Like Sunray is going to, they know that they're not here to play games. They're here to throw the football and they're they're here to to try to score sixty points. Mm-hmm. Stratford is like going to run the football and they're going to try to manhandle you and beat Dude, you up. They, they, I'm worried for my son <laughs> because Stratford clobbered Spearman last. And we're talking about a Spearman team that I believe went to the third round of the playoffs in three A last year. Dude, Stratford beat him thirty-seven nothing and uh, allowed um, sixty-seven yards of offense on the day, uh, and only three first downs. Uh, Bryce Braden is a freak show. He is. He's. He's. He it's is. Not fair that he's playing two A football. He's quarterback linebacker. Okay. Yeah. He's one of those guys. And he's a good six-four. Like he's a. He's a monster. And by the way, they ran for nine yards carry. Yeah. <laughs> like they were. Doing anything they wanted last week against Spearman. Yeah, he's he he's he's been playing. He's just a junior. He's been he's been playing since he was he started as a freshman on their state championship team. So, um, as for Sunrise, got a little off to a little slow start against uh, Hooker, Oklahoma. Very unfortunately, na- unfortunately named town. Unfortunate. Uh, don't know what size school Hooker is. You know, don't know what they're working with, anything like that. Um, but Sunray beat him forty nine twenty three. They were down fifteen to eight early, and then they scored forty one straight. So they got they got Armando Lujan unleashed. He threw for three eighty eight and four touchdowns, and just you know just for grins had thirty one yards and a touchdown rushing. So Armando Lujan did Armando Lujan things last week. He rocks, but he is in the he is in, he's in the dude dude's rock hall. He's of fame. definitely definitely uh, up for dude's rock player of the week next week. Yeah. He's he's. What are the odds Armando Lujan wins? A, by the way, I love that award. By the way, the Dudes Rock Dude of the Week. Yeah, the dude, <laughs> what's, What are the odds Armando Lujan wins a Dudes Rock Dude of the Week? I, I think they're high. I think okay. they're high. He's uh, you know, he's, he's he, I make no bones about it. He is among my very favorite players yeah. in the state. Yeah, I think Sunray's a good team, but I I think they're just in a little bit too deep of a water here. I think Stratford handles them pretty. I I just think Stratford's way too physical for him. This is a real test, especially for the Sunray defense. Where because they're going to need their defense to step up, and yeah. this is this is a, a measuring stick of saying, all right, are you a fun team or are you a contender? Yeah, because we know you're fun. That has been established. Yes, you're, you're fun as hell. But are you a contender? Because contenders are going to be able to come up with some stops against Stratford. And again, you're right; they don't need to win, but they need to keep it competitive. Yeah, and and keep if, this. If thing they close. keep it competitive, that's the bar here. Yeah. Keep it competitive, and I think you're a contender in D two. I tend to lean towards Sunray's just a fun team and not a not a contender, but. We'll know uh, in, a, in a few days. Well, we know. You're a hater. That's fine. Whatever. You big jerk. I think you're great, Sunray. Anyway, there's your second pick. Uh, I was literally the next on my board. All right, Matthew. For my next pick. All right. Boy, I feel like I've been really centralized in the northern part of the state. And I don't feel great about that. But there is a game that's it's speaking to me, Matthew. It's speaking to me. Speak to me, Warriors. Let's go. I don't know what time it is, but Friday night in the home of the Zebras, Grandview, America, as 
for the 748th time it's in America's the, favorite rivalry in the last three years. <laughs> I'll tell you, they, since 2018, they've played eight times. Here since comes 2018. No, here comes number nine. It's Malakoff and Grandview. In another, I mean, here's the thing though. What's interesting is that every time they tow it up, they're both good. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to know the last time that they played that one of them wasn't ranked. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it may not be in those eight meetings, really and truly, um, unless one of them, like, got into the playoffs at, like, number 14 or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But this is a really intriguing game. Where on your list of most impressive week one performances are the Grandview Zebras? Because it's up there. they are up there. Because if you don't know, they took on Glen Rose. Now, Glen Rose is a 4A Division II team. They are. We had some questions about them. They lose Hudson White. They lose a lot of those guys they that led them lot, to the state yeah. semifinals, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all they did was rip them apart 35-7. to And they looked outstanding. This is a young Grandview team. Oh, my gosh, man. They looked really yeah. good. And that Carter Collins, that that wide receiver, he was a star for them. He was fantastic. They have got he picked off three passes on defense too. He he not only had 144 yards receiving a touchdown, but oh by the way, just three interceptions on defense. Um, they got a running back in Casey Cannon. They 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 are a believer in this quarterback, Ryder Hayes. Like mm-hmm. this Grandview team. I, I thought that there was a chance that they were a year early. Mm-hmm. The early returns are maybe they're just right on time. They're here now. Now they are taking on another team who's on that short list of most impressive in week one mm-hmm. because Malakoff. Mm-hmm. Now West Rusk is not the West Rusk of old. Same kind of deal here. Yeah. West Rusk is down. Down. But 56-14 is 56-14. It is. And Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Okay. Um. What's his phone number? 281-330-8004. Thank you. He threw for 119 in a pair of scores. They ran for 252. They spread the ball around a bunch of different dudes. I mean, this is classic Malakoff stuff where it's mm-hmm. like, we've got so many different guys, we're going to yeah, move the ball loaded, around. Malakoff's loaded at the skill spots. So here's the thing about both these teams. One, I don't think either of these teams got tested defensively last week. I think mm-hmm. both bo- you can make an argument that for both Glen Rose and West Rusk, both their offenses are still works in progress. They will get tested this week. The other thing about this game that I'm confident in is it ain't going to be no blowout, okay? Mm-hmm. Because these two teams always play it super tight. Always. Mm-hmm. They're always it's always a touchdown, it's always 10 points at the most. It's usually like last yeah. play type stuff. Overtime is a big player. These two teams are are very evenly matched. I would expect another thing. What is so strange about this series is Grandview dominates in the regular season. <laughs> yeah. Dominates. I think they're undefeated in the regular season. 5 and 0. 5 and 0. Uh, is it 2-1 Malakoff now in the playoffs? It's 2-1 Malakoff in the playoffs. So, like, history would tell you that Grandview is the faster starting team, mm-hmm. and they would be the favorite. They're also at home, so I'm going to go with those trend lines. However, like, Malakoff is certainly capable of winning this game. I just expect another classic. I expect it to be really close, uh, and I will lean towards Grandview, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a coin flip type game. It'll be fascinating. And another game where these two teams, again, could meet two times. Uh, is that right? Are they are they in the same region? Uh, yes, they are. So then there you go. They can meet two times. 
But I am very interested in Malakoff and Grandview uh, for my third pick. By the way, you know what Grandview's Grandview's one win in the playoffs against Malakoff was? Uh, title game. State championship State game. State championship mm-hmm. game. So you're going to win one. That's the one to win. That's the one to win. Exactly right. What is your third pick, Matthew? Friday night, 7 or 7.30. Let's just say 7. Get there early. Yeah, get there early. Buy a hot dog. In Austin. As Capital City step. the book of Chad Warner in the Steel Knights. <laughs> I'm just going to start like piping in yeah. gospel music yeah, whenever you yeah. talk about Steel. Good book, yeah, get the word, yeah. Spread the good book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you read Royal Capel 2, <laughs> two mm-hmm. verse 34? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Steel Knights take on Lake Travis. In a playoff rematch. Well, actually, they, they played twice last year. A playoff rematch of last year. And uh, a game that has generated quite a lot of chatter on message boards uh, statewide. Oh, so really? Been some chatter between these We're two. We're chatting a little bit? These two fan bases have been chatting it up a little bit online. So that adds a little... Uh, the, the kids... Do, you, do the kids know what message boards are Absolutely still? Absolutely not. Yeah, they probably don't even care. But the, 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 the parents are... The fans okay. and parents are chirping a little can, bit. Can I, so, cause I don't message go, boards? What? Because I don't go on message boards. So if you've ever slandered me on, on message boards, like, I just don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm you always look at me crazy. Like, you're still on message boards? Like, no, I'm sorry. I, I actually learn a lot on message boards. So There's me, a lot of... Let me be a real jerk. What could LT fans possibly be saying right now? Oh, they're confident they're going to win. They're very confident, which is surprising considering they did not look. No, that that, that they won against Martin, but it wasn't Win a confidence. They they Win won a clunkers. clunker. That wasn't a confidence-inspiring performance against the Martin Warriors at home last week, as they uh, eked out a thirteen to ten win and thirteen to six win. And again, they had to score twice. In the, they were down six nothing late in that game. Uh, Caden Leon stepped up, got a, got a couple of late scores, did did his part. The Lake Travis defense clearly was very good last week against Martin, but that's a Martin offense that I think has uh, got some issues. Um, they're not playing an offense that has issues this week. No. Uh, Steele's offense is loaded. Uh, quarterback Chad Warner's got weapons out the wazoo. Two Division One running backs in Jonathan Hatton, Samuel Harris, uh, Royal Capel, Jalen Cooper out wide, two big-time receivers. Uh, Steele's secondary uh, – that loaded secondary, which has as many as four Division One, pro- they have two Division One commits and two other prospects in their secondary, uh, picked off five passes against Brennan last week in a fifty-two to nothing demolition derby. And we talked about it already. We think Brennan's probably down. Mm-hmm. They fell out of our state rankings. We probably overcooked them. They were get they they got ranked. I think primarily because of the success they had last year. They're they're down, mm-hmm. but still beat them fifty-two to nothing. Still impressive. This is the true litmus test for Steele. You go to Lake Travis, and I think you win in Lake Travis. I don't think you have to win comfortably. I think if you just win in Lake Travis, I think that sends a message. Last year they beat Lake Travis at home, but remember Lake Travis had to put Sam Self, the tight end at quarterback, because their top three quarterbacks were all injured. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was a Lake Travis team that was wounded. Now the playoff game was close. Lake Travis needed a late, late field goal to win that game, but that was a steel team that I think improved as the year went along as well. So it was kind of one of those, you know, it was a close game. They, they, they were evenly matched last year. I think Steel's better. And I think they're going to continue to get better. I think they're going to win this game. I don't think they're going to blow Lake Travis out at Cavalier Stadium. But I do think they're going to walk out of there with a win. I don't know if Lake Travis is going to be able to slow down Steele's offense. I don't know if they are either. 
That's, um, that's my question. I think I, I don't think late, which is weird to say late Travis won't be able to keep up. <laughs> it's like, weird to say like, that, right? Because like, like Travis thing, has been though. known for an offense, and I just I don't think they can keep up with Steele. Not I, this year. Like just what we've seen. Like it's a limited data set, and I just went on on TFT today, and I said that it's the it's the worst data of the year, and I get that, and I don't want to be a, a hypocritical. Also, what have we seen from Lake Travis's offense that would inspire any sort of confidence that they're going to be able to keep up with Steele? Yeah, yeah. Remember, we also think we have we ha- we do have a point of reference from last year, and I think we're it's pretty clear Steele's better than they were last year. Absolutely. I don't think we're very clear that like and they were already pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Look, looking at last year's yeah. results, both games were close. They split. They're they're pretty evenly matched on paper. We're we're convinced Steele is significantly better than they were last yes, year. We are. I'm not convinced Lake Travis is even better than they were last year right now. Maybe they are better, but I think if they are better, it's only slightly better. Well, the other thing is that so. is that Lake Travis does tend. Let's be clear, they do tend to start slow historically. They have taken big L's against San Antonio teams mm-hmm. in 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 non district. Judson beat them. Judson beat them by like thirty on yeah. Bally Sports South. And then late like, Travis turned around and beat him in the playoffs. Exactly that right. Year. So like late Travis lost to Martin last year in the season opener. So we're not we're not burying him burying them. What we are saying though is that right now this is a, a this little is more about steel. Absolutely, I think how good steel is exactly, and and this is an opportunity to really flex their flex their muscles. That's a good pick, Matt Step. Let's go to a place we've um, we've done a lot of games talking about, and it's another important game, I think, in the entire landscape of Texas high school football. Let's go 7.30 p.m. Friday night to Wildcat Stadium in Canadian. Okay. As Big panhandle week. Big panhandle week. As the Canadian Wildcats welcome in the Bushland Falcons. I'll tell you this. Bushland, if you buy a ticket to their game, you will be entertained. Yes. That West Plains game was wild ass. <laughs> yeah, great win for Bushland. Absolutely. Yeah, considering how high we were on West Plains, I, that's a huge win for Bushland. It was wild back and forth. They took a big lead, and then they kind of coughed it up and had to come back late mm-hmm. and win it. It's a fascinating game. Uh, I am a proud member of the dawson Jaco hive. <laughs> Another another panhandle quarterback who rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, That's another dude's rock candidate. He right is there. a dude's rock. I mean, the, dude, his highlight reel is fun. Yeah. He's fun. Um, and he was fantastic. Threw for three, ran for another touchdown. Um, he was really good. Canadian, like, uh, this is it's the annual week two tradition where we have an entirely garbage data point from Canadian and we have no idea what it means because Canadian went to Seminole, Oklahoma, or maybe they welcome, maybe they, they, no, they went to Seminole. They went to Seminole. That's like the, that's like, that's, e- that's a long road. That's East of Oklahoma city. Is it really? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, they went to Seminole and they drilled Seminole, Oklahoma, 55, nothing. Mm-hmm. And that is as much as I can tell you about it. Yeah. I just don't know. You can make out of it, I yeah. don't know. Uh, Cameron Cavalier had a nice game. Uh, threw five touchdowns in the first half before he got benched. Mm-hmm. Um, I say benched. He he got he got rested. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you're terrible. Five, just five touchdowns. Just five touchdowns. Good out of here, especially his dad's yeah, coaching. Yeah, That's it. <laughs> Enough of you. A good a good debut there for Andy Cavalier as head coach at Canadian. Um, they did hold Seminole to 73 yards, but again, we just don't know what that means. Yeah, we don't know. I have no idea. That is why 
there's a couple mysteries we'll start to solve this week. Mm-hmm. One, can Bushland play any defense? I don't know. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Because Cameron Cavalier is going to test him. He uh, good. What exactly is Canadian? And especially, like, is that is that zero a... Yeah, what is Canadian? What does defense? that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Because if they go down, I'll say this: if they go down and they sh- and they do something like that, they hold Bushland fourteen points. Mm-hmm. Let's freaking talk. Yeah, you know what I mean. But we just don't know. That's why this is such like for two for two teams that have won a game, we know so little about them, mm-hmm. and this is a really important again data point for both these teams. Canadians the number one team in our three division two rankings. Gunner looked awfully good against San Antonio Cornerstone. We already thought that that's a coin flip game whenever they play in the semifinals, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Furthermore, for Bushland, where do they stack up? What is their place in 3AD1? Like, are they on that short list of contenders in mm-hmm. 3AD1 Region 1? We don't know. And we will start to sort that out. Like, where do they, where do they stack up with Brock? Yeah. Where do they stack up with, I mean... Paradise. <laughs> Paradise, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do they stack up with District 4? And we will start to find that out. I'm willing to give both of them... I'm willing to either put a bunch of credence or no credence into Week 1 for both these teams. And we'll, this is a really important data point for these two panhandle teams that I think both have legit aspirations for making a deep run. So I like, I like Canadian. I think they win at home. I think they, I think, win, I think they win too. Close game. I think it's going to be a shootout, though. I, I see 48-45. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Very be, similar to Bushland-West yeah. Plains last week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I like Bushland Canadian. What was your fourth pick, Matthew? Friday night, seven ish. <laughs> We're done looking up game yeah. times. Seven ish. The playoffs will tell you what time the games like are. Six Just show show up for every game at seven. Yeah. You know, and then if it's seven thirty, then we'll there ain't no six thirty kicks. Don't worry. Yeah, not, especially not right now. No. There's even a couple of games already moved back. It's a little, not going to be as hot yeah. this week, but st- it's it was downright pleasant this morning. It was. Uh, so Friday night, Highlander Stadium in. Uh, is it technically Highland Park, University Park, Dallas? I don't know. Park Cities. You know where it's at. You know where it's at. Want to know Louisville? Guy Frazier knows where it's at for sure. He absolutely does. I do know where, I do know where Highlander Stadium is, Step. Scotty's find a way. Uh, They'll need to find a way this week. <laughs> Want to know Louisville? State-ranked Louisville. Comes into Highlander Stadium, take on Highland Park, and look to do what only one team from Texas has done since 1998. And that's beat Highland Park at home. Yep. Was it Rockwell? Lone Star. Lone Mar- Star. Marvin Mims. That's right, Marvin. Lone Star swept Highland Park that year. They beat it in the playoffs, too. That's right. It's tough to do. That's really hard. Beating Highland Park twice in one year is really that's, – that's a, that's a feather in Jeff Rayburn's cap that will last forever because that mm-hmm. does not happen. He beat Randy Allen twice in the same twice. year. Uh, only one other team has done it besides Lone Star. That was an Arkansas team. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, uh, that uh, Pulaski Academy. Pulaski, Kevin Kelly never punts. All these onside kicks, just the most wild ass football you can play. So they, there's this is this is apropos of nothing. This popped up on my YouTube feed in the off season, but it was a clip from like Football Friday from like seven years ago mm-hmm. when Highland Park got bodied by Pulaski. Yeah, and I just went on there and I just kind of said, yeah, like Highland Park's playing Pulaski Academy. They got drilled. I don't think this tells us a ton about Highland Park because it's an Arkansas team. They play by different rules. And they play this wild offense. So, like, I don't know. You just don't take a whole lot from it. And the Menchie, like, the comments on that YouTube pay- channel mm-hmm. are just all Arkansas fans who are people who are just like, this guy's such a homer. Like, he just, you know, he doesn't know anything about us. Like, he just, like, like no, tra- it, I don't to, know anything about Trying to guys. make excuses for Highland Park. Like, I'm not making excuses for Highland Park. It's just the facts. Like, 
I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we are. We are. We're a Texas show. Yeah, exactly. You like, know? what do you want me to say? Ar- Arkansas. The, what, just mention Chad Morris's name on Twitter and watch your oh, mentions blow up with Arkansas people. Jeez. People are crazy. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. Hope you're listening. Yeah. Go on. If you're listening from Arkansas, we love you, but the people in your state are wild. Um, yeah, Louisville. Uh, pretty impressive opening debut for Louisville. They took out uh, Naaman Forrest in a pretty emphatic fashion, 50-7 to seven to open the season. In fact, uh, Greg Tepper, uh, it was 50 to nothing at halftime. Jeez, I did not know that. Louisville's defense in the first half scored three touchdowns. Also returned another interception inside the Naaman Forest five-yard line, and just for grins, they blocked a punt for a safety out of the end zone. Radical. Uh, pretty impressive and kind of interesting because most people thought Louisville's defense was really going to be the issue this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, through one week, uh, yeah, not an issue. No. Actually, they are an issue for the opponent. Yeah. Uh, going to get a much bigger test this week, though. Highland Park, uh, pretty impressive as well. They bodied Flower Mound Marcus 56-24, and, and – Marcus is down. This is the yes. first year head coach. They're down. I watched him in seven on seven. They're not as dynamic. That Cole Welliver transferred, didn't he? He did transfer to Liberty Christian. Yeah, Liberty He's Christian. Our, 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 coached by Jason Witten now. They they knocked off Plano Prestonwood last week. Yeah, so private school talk. There's um, private school talk. Uh, yeah, it's your private school talk for the day. Um, yeah, so Highland Park beats Marcus fifty six twenty four. Here's breaking news, breaking and shocking news. Highland Park's got a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, this kid Warren Peck, who I like a lot, I've seen his film. He looked, he's got some tool. He's a very toolsy kid. Got the juice. Uh, threw for two sixty-five and two touchdowns. At he showed he can run. He ran for eighty-one yards and two touchdowns as well. Um, I think Highland Park's gonna gonna. This is a non-district game, but this is the only. This is how, the most losable game on Highland Park's regular season schedule, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Highland Park's going to have some tricks for Louisville. They're going to they're going to they're going to throw the book at Louisville. They're not going to let that home home winning streak go very easily. The thing is, I think Louisville just their sheer physicality, especially in the trenches, mm-hmm. is going to be a real issue for for Highland Park. And I think the Farmers, as long as they don't for lack of a better term, pee down their leg and make a ton of mistakes, I think they're going to win. The, I, I think they're just going to mash Highland Park. Mm-hmm. I think they're just going to line up and say, we are we are bigger and stronger than you. We are going to line up and mash you. Now, Highland Park has run up against many teams who have thought they were bigger and stronger than Highland Park, and Highland Park has found a way they to win. It, it's them, true. They do. They, they in the dustbin. They do. But I, I think this version of Louisville is just that talented to get it done. So – I'm taking Louisville, but it's going to be a close one. And Louis, but Louisville priority one mistake-free football. You cannot go to Highland Park and make a bunch of self-inflicted errors and expect to beat Highland Park. Louisville's got to play a clean game. But if they play a clean game, they should win this one. Yeah, um, I I like Louisville a lot, and I'm picking them to win this game. Because I do think they're the better team, and they're the more physical team, and I think they're the more explosive team. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. both those things: being more physical and more explosive. Also, a lot of teams pee down their leg at Highlander Stadium. Yeah, that's a the lot of teams. And so, but this is also a relatively senior-laden Louisville team. They've been in big games now. They've been they, in big. They games. went to the regional finals last mm-hmm. year. Like, this is not new for them. Like, they should Highland. Like look. I think this is a strange thing to say, but I think Louisville's your favorite. Like, on paper, they're your favorite. The only thing that holds holds you back is that Scott's find a way, Matthew. 
Scott's find a way. A, a great man told us once that Scotty's find a way. Uh, that's an excellent pick. Finally, my fifth and final pick, Matthew. I will actually look up when and where this game is because it's at a it's at a multi school stadium. It is going to be ooh. How about six o'clock for now, Saturday, at the Barry Center, beautiful Cypher FCU Stadium. Hmm. This is a little tasty, little tasty off the board menu. This is off menu. This is stuff. yeah. This is not one of the ones I previewed. As the one and O Katie Tompkins Falcons visit the one and O Bridgeland Bears. Hashtag Maximum Bears. They went Maximum Bears last week. For a team, for a game that I will declare, whoever wins this one, all right, let's get busy. Mm -hmm. Because both these teams, I thought, looked great in week one. Mm -hmm. Both of them looked great. Tompkins, Tompkins took on Cy Ranch and kicked the bejesus out of them. Like we are, do not see against Cy Ranch. Now, I don't think Cy Ranch is crazy good this year. They're good, though. That's not a bad team. That's not a bad team. And they beat him 31 yeah, nothing, dude. Convincingly, yeah. They, they took him behind the woodshed, and it was a complete demolition. It was 14 nothing at halftime, and then they came, out, they came out in the second half, and they buried them. They held Cy Ranch. They held Cy Ranch to negative 28 yards rushing. Matthew. Negative 28 yards rushing. That seems good. They held them to 140 total yards. Meanwhile, they themselves ran for 221. Their quarterback, uh, they, they bounced between a couple quarterbacks, but uh, but the guy who did the most damage uh, was uh, uh, Thurheimer. What's his first name? Justin Thurheimer. He and Wyatt Young split, split uh, reps. They were efficient, but mm -hmm. make no mistake, this is about the running game. Tompkins ran the stinking ball, and then their defense got after it. They were spectacular defensively in this one and did not let them breathe. They came up with three turnovers and just buried Cy Ranch. Then you look over at Bridgeland. Bridgeland did the rare intra-school district extra-regional mm -hmm. non-district game. Yeah. I think that's the only... <laughs> between sixteen District 16 and 17 the only way you could have that happen. And they went and they beat Cy Fair... 31-30, scored the final 10 points of the game to win the, to win the game. And they were, it was a balanced attack, ran the ball pretty well. Jet Lewis, their quarterback, threw for three touchdowns. He was efficient with the football. They had a pair of 100-yard receivers in Oscar, Na Oscar Nana and uh, Mason Simmons, and they came up with plays when they needed them. Both teams have got to be feeling themselves right now. and Both teams got to feel like, you know what? Let's talk about what a playoff run could look like for us after week one. But only one of them is going to be able to do it. I think, I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm almost ready to buy in on Tompkins. I need one more data point, and this could be it. If they go out there and they treat Bridgeland like they treated Cy Ranch last, last week, I'm in on the Falcons. I'm in on the Falcons. But Bridgeland is... I mean, what you saw last week was a very impressive t uh, performance, especially from a pretty darn young Bridgeland team. Mm -hmm. This team very is young. Yeah. So they're growing. I like Tompkins. I think it's close, but this is a real, like, this is a real, like, 
I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like, I'm going to buy in on whoever wins this game. Like, I'm <laughs> in on whoever wins this game. I'm interested in that. I like it too. I'm calling that game Saturday night on Texan Live with um, our good buddy Trevor Bullard. I'm excited to get down to Houston. I didn't even and, know that. Yeah, I'm calling I, the game. I picked that regardless of that. Yeah, I'm calling the game. Okay. So listen on Texan Live Saturday, tentatively starting at 6. I'm yeah. Actually, I'm going to call uh, one of the assistant ADs after we're done recording to see if they're talking about moving it back. So That is my fifth and final pick. What is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Let's go out to West Texas. More West Texas. Friday night at the Mustang Bowl in Andrews. Mm. It's the 1-0 Monahan's Lobos. Take on the 1-0 Andrews Mustangs. And uh, it's an old-school, traditional rivalry in West Texas. These two schools have been playing for a long time. A lot of history between Monahan's and Andrews. Um, and two teams who have gone in different directions offensively. You know, for, for years and years and years, Andrews was kind of ahead of the curve running the spread offense. They were an early adopter of the spread and ran the spread for a long time. Uh, do you know Andrews this year is now part of the slot T Mafia? They went from that. spread to the slot T. And uh, I got to say, the slot T Mafia, uh, the debut was pretty impressive for Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took on Canyon Randall last week. A t- Canyon Randall team that I believe was a regional finalist last year. A regional semifinalist at minimum. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And beat him on the road. That's a, and that's a long road trip from Andrews to Canyon. Went on the road and beat Randall 32-21. Uh, they threw for zero yards. Radical. You'll ran. fit right in. You guys, can come to, yeah. you guys can come to the party. Yeah. Ran for 391. Uh, Sean DuBose led the way for Andrews with 236 yards and two touchdowns rushing. rushing. And, uh, yeah, th- Andrews' defense forced three turnovers as well in the win. So, big win for the Mustangs. Big test this week against a a Monahan's team that is a veteran team that that goes as their quarterback goes. And if you don't know the name, it's Chino Navarrete, mm-hmm. the quarterback of the Monahan's Lobos. Uh, led them to a regional final last year. And Chino Chino gets it done. Chino is another dude's rock kind of player. Um, they opened the season pretty convincingly, forty eight seven win over Shallow Water. Light work for Monahan's uh, Chino, uh, two rushing touchdown, two two passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns in the win. Now Chino's more of a runner than a thrower. He, he's a dual threat, but I'd say he's more dangerous running the football. So priority one, if you're Andrews, is you got to slow down Chino Navarrete. Uh, you've got to find a way to to keep him contained. If you don't, he's gonna. You look at Monahan's playoff scores last year, and they were putting up 40, 50 pretty much every game until he ran into Glen Rose. This is I as a, is a dynamic offense. Um, I think this is a shootout because I don't know if Monahan's is ready to slow down the slot T. And Andrews is still running it in their infancy. They're not. Mm-hmm. Andrews is not proficient running the slot T yet, but they're getting. They're going to get better as the year goes along. I think that works in Monahan's favor in this game. And I don't know if Andrews has the horses to slow down Chino and that Monahan's offense. I think it's going to be a shootout. I could see Monahan's winning. 48-42, that kind of game. Okay. Be a shootout. But a, a great, intriguing matchup, early season matchup out in the Permian Basin. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm, I'm on board the, the Chino Navarrete f- uh, fan club. Um, I'm a fan. And this should be an intriguing intriguing matchup. Uh, do you know that they have played uh, – this is interesting. Um, they've played 69 times. Nice. They will now play 70. But they have played at current – 69 times. Yeah. Told you, old, old school rivalry. Old school rivalry. There it is. Your week f- two 
game draft. I don't know what I was about to say, week five. Uh, I took Centerville, Crawford, Melissa, China Spring, Malakoff, Grandview, Bushland, Canadian, and Katie Tompkins, and Bridgeland. Step took Atascacita, to Katie, Sunray, Stratford, Civilo Steel, Lake Travis, Louisville, Highland Park, and Monahan's Andrews. It's now time to round it out with our hipster game of the week. Matt Step, what is your hipster game of the week? Love a good rivalry game, the hipster game of the week, and uh, we got a good one out in East Texas on Friday night at Sam Parker Field in Mount Pleasant. Mm. As the 1-0 Sulphur Springs Wildcats travel about 30 minutes east on I-30 to take on Joe Cluley and those Mount Pleasant Tigers. A big win for Mount Pleasant in the season opener on the road to beat uh, another rival, Pittsburgh, uh, pretty soundly. 38-14, I believe, was the score. Uh, Mount Pleasant with a big win. Uh, they, Mount Pleasant's got a really good quarterback in, in Randall McMinn. Keep an eye on him. Uh, they've got a, um, a DB uh, uh, committed to Louisiana Tech. Mount Pleasant's got some players. Very solid. I think they're going to be much improved this year. Cluley's done a good job there with that program in his second year. They're going to be a, a playoff contender in 8-5 AD2. Taking on a Sulphur Springs squad led by Brandon Faircloth. Sulphur Springs beat uh, Jacksonville in the season opener. Mm-hmm. Sulphur Springs is one of the real surprise stories of last year, going from 0-10 to 8-3, I believe. Um, the Wildcats bring a lot back. They're, they, they went to State 7-on-7 seven seven this year. We saw them. They were there. They're, a lot of lot of high hopes there in Titus County for the uh, for the uh, or actually Silver Springs is in Hopkins County Mount Pleasant is mm-hmm. in Titus County, um, you know the 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 glass door bathroom the the see through bathroom is 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 fired up they're they're, they're excited about Sulphur Springs football again and I think uh, it's going to be a great ball game. I like Mount Pleasant in a close one, but I, I could see that one going. It's old. It's an old rivalry game could go into either way, so it should be a fun one. So if you're in that area, I think it's a, that's a good game to pick. It's, a, it's an excellent pick. It's an excellent pick. A little East Texas rivalry, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Matt Step, my hipster game of the week. 7 o'clock Saturday night at the Rock Pile. Okay. At Alamo Stadium. Matt Step, a critical District 14-5A Division II showdown. That's right. District play starts <laughs> this week, baby. As the San Antonio Sam Houston Hurricanes take on the San Antonio Burbank Bulldogs, both one and zero, both got a win in Week mm-hmm, One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burbank won thirty four twenty over Southwest Legacy, and uh, and Sam Houston beat YMLA eighteen to twelve. Okay. I, I won't – I mean, I could tell you a little bit about both these teams. Uh, I, I, Burbank has got a running back or a quarterback in Kevin Hernandez. Yes, very good player. Dual threat, yes. Dynamo. He's going to be the best player on the field. Yes, he is. Um, new coach, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sam Houston is working in some new guys. Uh, the, the name to know is probably their quarterback, uh, Amir Calhoun. Mm-hmm. they got a running back, Nequintus uh, Brooks, that they're going to hand the ball off to a lot. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Matt, Seth, do you remember what fourteen five A Division two looked like last year? Oh, it was a it was a at, behind Alamo Heights. It was a giant, a disaster. <laughs> yeah, the, the, for tiebreakers, it there. I think going into week eleven, there was like six teams that were either four or five wins. Like everyone was just beating everyone else. There were, yeah. So it was nine and zero for Alamo Heights, mm-hmm. and then it was six and three, six and three, five and four, four and five, four and five, four and five, three and six, three and six, yeah. and then like poor Edison, yeah, one and eight. So this is a 10-team district, so you got nine mm-hmm. district games. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're starting this week. And these are two teams that are right on that 
bubble. Yeah. So every game, when you play another bubble, I think we, we all kind of know Alma Heights is yes. probably going to win the district. They look like the best team. But after that, every game is one. Every game between Harlandale, Burbank, Sam Houston, McCollum, Highlands, Lanier. And Jefferson. And Jefferson. I might even throw Brackenridge in there. Yeah. Any of those teams playing each other is really important. It's critical for tiebreaker purposes critical. And, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So this is a huge game with major impl- implications in week two. Uh, Greg Tepper, that game will be played on sat- sat- before Labor Day. You played September A 2nd. game with playoff implications yes. is getting played before Labor Day. Major implications. Love 10-team districts. So there you go. Uh, my hipster game of the week is a playoff showdown between the Burbank Bulldogs and the Sam Houston Hurricanes, 7 o'clock Saturday at the Alamo, at the Alamo Stadium. Where are you going this week, Matthew? Uh, Thursday night, myself and Greg Powers will be in Midlothian for Ennis at Midlothian mm-hmm. at MISD Stadium. Beautiful Midlothian mm-hmm. ISD Stadium. You've been there. I have been. It's My folks nice live right around there. Uh, so going to be in Midlothian. Oh, your folks. That's right. Your folks do live in Midlothian. Yeah. I'm going to go say hi to Mrs. Tepper. I'll tell her to come by. Uh, um, Friday, I'm going out to Abilene, the big country. Mm-hmm. The, I almost took this game. The crosstown showdown between Abilene and Abilene Cooper. You know, my, Mrs. Step, proud Abilene high grad. Uh, so you know, who, you know what, you know who she's cheering for in this oh, game. Yeah. Uh, I'm unbiased and partial. Do you see that catch we had on TFT? Yes. At, did you see Abilene what they did to Permian? Yes. Look, we need to start to buy Abilene high. Then they were kind of one of my teams to watch in five A Region One. I mean, Early they're, they're on that cusp promising. of being state ranked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to see them in person this week. Uh, and also the other. So I've never been to a crosstown showdown game, which is a huge rivalry between Abilene and Abilene Cooper. Uh, it's also Shotwell Stadium opening up their brand new press box. You've been to Shotwell Stadium as well. I have. And you know how old their press box was. Uh, it is quite old. It's no longer there. Brand new press box. Oh wow. It looks beautiful. I know I had a really good um, Frito pie there. Best Frito pie in Texas. Now I'm concerned because yeah. let's see if the new press box has did they clean, cha- did they clean things? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes you got sometimes you just got let the let let the 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 crock pot season. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's a season with years and years of Frito pie yeah. residue. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Uh, so yeah, Friday I'll be in Abilene for Abilene Cooper. Uh, in Abilene, and then I'm going to drive back to Fort Worth Friday night, uh, two and a half hours, mm-hmm. get a few hours of shut-eye, and then hop on a Southwest Airlines. By the way, Southwest Airlines, you want to f- sponsor Tep and Step, we are Please waiting. Do. We are here. Yeah. Uh, I fly you basically every weekend during football mm-hmm. season. Uh, Saturday, 6 o'clock at Berry Center. I'll be on the call on Texan Live with uh, the one and only Trevor Bullard for uh, Bridgeland and Katie Tompkins. So... I think I got a pretty good slate this you week. Got a nice I'm excited. Slate. I'm this excited. Good. Three you, good games this week. You, I, and you know what? Last week, McKinney Longview banger up, one one score game. Troy and Whitney banger. It turned out to be a good game. Twenty eight. Troy was on the five yard line on fourth down with a minute left. Seven point game. They feed you. Oh yeah, they fed me. Whitney, I'm wearing a. Whitney, wearing they gave a Whitney me a shirt. shirt. I they know. gave me a nice polo. Yeah, if they hadn't fed you, you wouldn't be wearing the shirt. No, they but, fed me a uh, homemade brisket and oh chicken God. street tacos. God. Yeah, it was it was glorious. What a life lead. Uh, then I was in the Alamo Dome Saturday. The first two games, Somerset's really good, by the way. But yeah, uh, first two games were kind of not great. But the last game, Brandeis and O'Connor was a banger. Yeah, so it was a good three a three out of five. Yeah. First game, first week of the season, strong week. So, not bad. Uh, yeah. So, is this, are you using one of your Thursday cards no, this week? Or are you keep gonna... my powder dry because okay. it's, it's not a great week of Thursday. It's games a, it's it's in DFW. It's a 
rough week Thursday. Yeah, it's a rough yeah. week on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, it's a rough so week. I'm, I'm going to keep my powder dry for that. You got to keep uh, the powder dry, for, especially for week nine. Yes. China week, Springs, yeah, Stephenville. That's not optional. I've, yeah. I've, I've, you, already, you already tell Mrs. Tepwhite that? No, but I will consider this my notice in the podcast. She absolutely won't listen to it, especially <laughs> yeah. in the 75th minute of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to keep my powder dry, but it, it should be a fun week of games. I'm glad you're getting out. You, look at you. You're here. Houston, your big country, your Houston, DFW. Big, big country DFW. It's a Pretty it's a regional, good. and you know it's a, it's a good regional week for us. But uh, yeah, and you'll be on uh, Bally on I'll uh, be on Bally on Friday night, Friday night, and, and then also watch, uh, uh, watch uh, Ashley Pickle and Mallory Hartley producing uh, Texas football tonight. I believe Greg Powers is going to be your your the analyst this awesome. week. I think it's Greg. Yeah, it's Greg so. analyst time. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, Greg Numbies. Um, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week on Tep and Step.